morning, good morning, Charmers. Welcome back to another episode of The Charming Libra. I am your host, Tasha, and happy Wednesday, happy Mercury Day. I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. And what you would like to do, if you're interested on Wednesday, aka Mercury Day, that's usually where you do a lot of your communication, you know, allowing yourself to send messages, network, you know, internet stuff. Um, social media stuff, writing, poems, all those good things. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. As per usual, my throat wants to start acting up. Um, so with that said, I wanted to uh, do this bonus episode, part two of the astrology, nutrition and health Um, I pull from the book that's actually called Astrology, Nutrition, and Health by Robert Carl Jansky. And I just kind of make, I like say what he says, but I like to talk about it and I make notes about it. So that way the episode doesn't take a million years by me reading word for word. So this one is going to be about house polarity. So just a heads up, if you have not listened to the first part one episode of the Astrology, Nutrition, and Health um, I highly recommend because polarities, uh, the first one was about sign polarities and how vital it is. <clears throat> Let me take a sip of my water. I really need to do some throat chakra cleansing, like chakra, because I'm telling you guys, this only happens whenever I start recording and I'm wondering why it's like, as if like my words don't want to come out or something. So I think I'm going to do like some kind of meditation or something about that. But um, anyways, um, if, yeah, so the first part is about sign polarity and how vital it is. And the reason why it's vital is because it made it apparent and very clear that any sign that we are, and I'm just doing a small summary for just in case those who are new, who has not caught that, but definitely get more detail in, in that first, ep, uh, the first ep part of, um, the astrology nutrition, but, um, we all, every single one of us express pretty much our sign that we were given at birth signs, not just the sun sign signs with an S as well as the opposition signs that are linked to those signs. So for example, me being a Libra sun, I also need to make sure that I'm reading about Aries because I can express both Libra and Arian qualities. And that goes for every single placement in your chart. So like, for example, for you to understand how, excuse me, like uh, medical astrology works, you have to go by the polarities. And the reason why is because, so as mentioned, Libra, you know, it rules around the belt area, like the navel, kidneys and stuff like that. So let's say something happens to my kidneys, or let's say something gets worked on, on my, you know, kidneys or in that area that Libra rules, I may start showing disease or issues from an Aryan perspective right? So what Aries rules the head and everything else. So it specifically states that usually when you have something tampered with, 
you um, like surgery or something going on, sometimes, um, not sometimes, but majority of the time you will express the opposition sign. Or sometimes like, let's say for me, well, I gave an example in there. You guys just have to go listen to it because I don't want to <clears throat> use this whole episode to re-explain. But basically, I highly recommend, because this is important, that whatever sign you are, read the opposition sign because that is you. You know, it, it shows a scale of how we express. You either express fully in Aries or you can be in Aries and express fully Libra qualities which aren't really helpful either, either blah, blah, or, or you are in the middle of that scale. And where we want to be <clears throat> is in the middle, right? We want to express both equality of both signs that are opposing each other. That is what, in my opinion, makes an evolved, per, uh, an evolved like Aries, an evolved Taurus, everything. You have to take on the qualities of both. And that goes for every single sign in our chart, right? Especially for me, I look more so at uh, like personal because personal is how we express everything um, as well as like, you know, Jupiter and Saturn. But once it gets to like Neptune, Pluto and all that shit, like, I mean, for medical wise, yes. But as far as like in a regular natal chart, that's more generational stuff, but definitely, um, as in medical astrology, yes, use the whole, you know, from sun to Pluto, because the next, the part three is going to be what the planets represent in medical astrology and health, nutrition and stuff like that. So again, give that um, episode a, a listen to. And before I jump in, though, I want to say visit my crystal shop, Alari Sky Jewelry. <laughs> um, I make beautiful crystal pendants from high quality stones as well as high quality wire. I have recently taken on using silver plated to help it be a little bit easier on the wallet because, you know, I've mentioned in past episodes that prices had to go up because wire and crystals have went up. So, um... I have to be able to make a profit, so things are a lot more expensive going forward. And so, with that said, take it, uh, take a look. Um, I have I use 14k gold filled wire. I have uh, sterling silver, copper, antique copper, as well as um, silver plated. I also do custom. So, if you're interested in like a stone that, let's say, you want to wrap or you want me to find for you, and I wrap it, I can do that. Just know that um, I've been like ghosted, you know, where I go and I create something for someone and the next, you know, you know, they're like on it. They're like, oh, I want this and this and this and I make it. And then when I'm done, it's just like, oh, I don't have the money right now or, oh, um, I decided to uh, change my mind or just, you know, just get ghosted. Meaning that if I do that for you, I'm going to have to get payment first. So if you are into doing that, I need payment first before I do anything. Because that is like a waste of materials. You know what I mean? And it's just like, it's not right. It's not, it's just not right to do that to people. So now I see why some business owners would get, you know, upset about certain things. And now I see why, because you end up wasting not only your time, but your own materials on a stone that someone wanted particularly for them that 
I'm not gonna, you know, yeah, so... Anyways, but visit that on Alari Sky on Etsy. That's A-L-A-R-I-E-S-K-Y-E jewelry. So enjoy, have fun. I love to create these things. I create it with much love and happiness and magic because it brings out the inner magic in you guys. So if you're interested, take a look. Um, so let's go ahead and jump into the episode. So This is part two, of course, and again, I'm pulling from the book Astrology, Nutrition, and Health by Robert Carl Jansky. If you want to follow along by the book, it is on Amazon, so have at it. But, um, so, and forgive me, I write like crap, so sometimes I can't read my own writing and I have to, like, really double check and it's embarrassing, but, you know, that's just who I am. That's just me. And also, if you hear noises, I have two cats. One of them is just in love with my husband's box that he like bought some, he like ordered some shoes and I, I, did, I didn't realize he didn't get rid of the box. So I have to get rid of it. I mean, she loves it, but one of them has been like dipping in and out of it. So if you hear noise, that's my cat and I'm sorry. I hope she's not too noisy. Okay, but let's jump in. So house polarities. Every astrology lover learns that we usually look to the sixth house for health. It's a house that is linked to nutrition and potential health issues. But we must consider the whole chart to come to be an accurate conclusion. Right. So, again, emphasis on really looking at your whole chart, you know, really making sure you understand that there is more than just the sixth house for health. Right. Sixth house is a major health one. But um, it's not the only one. And other, you know, medical astrology readings and stuff, they give more specifics of it being like the, what was it? Like in one of my one, like for like diagnosing like stuff, like um, it's the first, sixth, eighth, uh, and twelfth, I believe. All of the houses can fall under that, but those are like the major ones, like really major ones. If you have like, let's say like a Melphic planet like Saturn in there, it can really eat you up sometimes. So especially if it's ill aspected, but anyways, different topic. (laughs) Okay. So the first six houses deal with the person's individual makeup and what we bring in any given situation. So I'm sure as we all know, if you are astrology lovers like myself, which obviously you are, you wouldn't be listening to the show. But if you're also like really new to astrology, signs like Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, and Virgo represent the self, the individual person, right? Then the other houses, like the seventh and twelfth house, uh, is how we deal in social circumstances. So Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces is all about how we move along and communicate within society. So the lower house is what the individual brings to a particular situation, while upper houses indicates what they seek from the situation. So here is, we're jumping into the house polarity. So first and seventh. 
First House deals with general health and physical status of the body and its philosophical needs. It's, it, it, duels, it deals with health after birth and the environment you were born, born in. As we, as we know, rising represents the moment at birth. And we're going to be getting into that. The book says that we get deeper into that in one of the chapters regarding how the rising and everything affects some stuff. So first house is, asso- is associated with the health conditions that relate to the head. Example, like problems with teeth, eyesight and hearing, baldness, acne and mental disease. Right. So first house, we all know first house is about self, ego and everything else. So first house is a huge, you know, it's about the physicality of the whole body pretty much. So if you have like an ill, like again, an example, a malefic planet that's ill aspected, you may see some, um, you know, kind of, uh, some related health to that house pretty much basically. And the seventh house relates to people we consult on on a one-to-one basis. So that is doctors, psychologists, chiropractors, nutritionists, astrologers, and anyone else who is consulted for, uh, for about health problems. So basically, you know, Libra is about, you know, partnership, marriage, stuff like that, really relationship, um, related stuff. And it's about who we consult, um, as in medical astrology and stuff. So specifically seventh house represents persons consultant on any sixth house matter. And of course we'll be getting the sixth house matters in a little bit. (laughs) So the second and eighth house, the polarity is associated with most specifically the process of reproduction and physical act of sex. Sexual problems normally turn up in this house polarity. So if you have anything related to like sexual issues, some kind of like reproductive issues, look to your second and eighth house <clears throat> because that this is basically the house, the houses that rule like sexual issues. Second house represents what each individual brings to the sexual act and eighth house represents what you expect from a partner. Sign polarities on cusps of these houses indicates the conditions that are most uh, conducive to completing the sexual act. Frigidity is often related to Saturn in these houses. Um, so basically, if you have Saturn in the second or um, eighth house, you, you could be a little frigid when it comes to sexuality, you know. Uh, premature ejaculation, which is related to Mars, because, you know, Mars is all about, you know, here, now, hard, fast, you know, so... It could, yeah, if you have like a ill-expected or your Mars is in the second house or the eighth house, which makes me smile, kind (laughs) of, because I actually do have a Mars in the second house, but I'm not a man, so um, yeah, but I do have Mars in the second house. Okay, and it says to fantasies, um, to Neptune and so forth. So masturbation is a second house phenomenon. This house polarity is more about the coming together of the partners once partners are selected. So again, this is more of like your sexual house that you look toward, which is again, the second house and the eighth house. So the third and ninth house, this polarity pertains to the mind and often representing conditions from which we must free or differentiate, which are key words, ourselves if we are to maintain good health. Now I'm going to kind of spend a little time on this one. I think this one is really important. So 
Again, freedom and differentiation are the key words for this polarity. How free are we to express ourselves and allow others to express themselves? What do we think, third house, of our health problems? And what do others, ninth house, think of them? Saturn in one of these houses may well indicate a slow, careful, and methodical thinker. May also indicate someone who is so tied to a particular point of view that the person is incapable of changing to meet varying circumstances. So if you have Saturn in this house, it's going to be... Because, you know, Saturn represents restriction and constriction and stuff like that. Very cold. Um, I feel like people who have this placement in these particular house, they don't have an open mind. Um, they're just all about what they know and they can't say it any other way. Um, is it possible they can change their mind? Yes. But as mentioned, it's very hard for that. We all know how Capricorns are. Capricorn is Saturn ruled, um, sign. It's, they're very stuck in their ways. They have a hard time of seeing a point of view from someone else. It's usually their way and, you know, they just want to go that one direction. It's hard for them to have a really big open mind pretty much. Okay. Not saying all, cause again, it depends on your placements and where it's at, but just saying if you have particularly this and that placement, that's pretty much likely going to be you. So with that said, and I underline this word, a person's mental attitude has a very strong effect on the outcome of treatment for disease and conditions. So this is the one I want to spend a little time talking about because I'm going to read that again pretty much. A person's mental attitude has a very strong effect on the outcome of treatment for disease and conditions. This relates a lot to how you think and allow your mind to run wild when it comes to really anything in life. But this is specifically health-wise because I have read in other medical books as well as other books about how sometimes what doctors say to you in a way, and I'm not... I don't want to say it like this. I'm trying to figure out a way to say it. For example, um, what, what doctors say to you can kind of choose the route, depending on the person at that, of how the person is either going to heal or possibly croak. And why I say this is because, like, for example, in Chinese medicine, when a person has a disease, a disease, and it could be a critical one, they do not tell people how much time they have to live. They don't tell people that they are going to die. What they do is they try to treat and explain to the person and really comfort the person on what to do. And things that could happen, right? They let them know the severity of it, but they're not like, oh, you know what? I'm so sorry. You only got two days to live. Because they know how that affects the mind and the mind is a powerful thing. The mind is really, 
in my opinion, what rules how your life is going to turn out and the life you're going to create. In Western medicine, um, specifically in America, because I can't speak for any other country, we tend to tell people how long they have to live. Like, oh, you only have two, three, four, you know, weeks, four months a year. That can either make or break somebody. And a lot of the times when people hear that, they give up on life because they figure, oh, there's no point. I'm going to die anyway. Now, imagine what that does to your body, because now that your mind is set that you think you're going that you're going to die at this amount of time. What do you think the mind does? People get depressed. They start not taking care of themselves. They start feeling really sad and, you know, like just really down in the dumps and which is understandable because that's not something anyone wants to hear. But in that moment, you can choose to either be like, oh, okay, I get it. And then just go back and do nothing. Or you can choose to fight it. Now, I work in the medical field. So I've seen it go both ways. And that's why I'm really passionate about this. I've worked with patients that were told they only have, I'm going to say two months to live. And for the one who was like, wow, okay, well, that's, that's it. They'll be like, that's it. And they give up. Okay. They'll stop taking their meds. They'll stop eating. They'll stop. They'll stop doing all this stuff. They just pretty much just give up on life. And what happens is they end up dying way sooner than what the doctor says because they have given up. Their mindset has been trained to give up. And whatever your mind thinks is what you are going to bring out into the physical world. Meaning that, okay, I'm giving up on life. I'm done. What, is, what are you going to do? Exactly what I just said the person was doing. Stop taking meds. Stop eating all of this stuff. Right. Or I've seen it go the other way <laughs> where a person was told this and they were like, oh, OK. And you know what they fucking did? They started getting up every morning. They started eating good. They started exercising and moving their body. They started, you know, doing things they loved and were passionate about and just really, you know, living their life and having passion and believing that they can overcome this death sentence that's supposed to end at a certain time. And guess what happened? Either the person healed their condition or they lived for like a year, two, three, four, five years later than what they were told, right? Because they didn't give up. They took that, they took that opportunity to believe in themselves that they can change, they can start living the life that they want, and hopefully it doesn't take anybody to get that kind of sentence to do that. But the point is, is that whatever you think, they thought that they're going to fight this, and they fought it, right? They either finished off their life happy, or they healed their condition. So here... In this particular house, 
This is what, um, and I'm jumping ahead a little bit. This is the mental health house, the third and ninth house. So me in particular, um, I don't, you know, I'm vulnerable with you guys and I, you know, assume that you guys don't, you know, stigmatize me with me being vulnerable. I have PTSD. I have depression diagnosis and I have anxiety. And so I go to therapy for it because I I can't recommend enough. Before I was in therapy, I was a fucking mess. And therapy helped me a lot. And it's not easy to deal with those because I get easily triggered. And sometimes I get triggered. I don't even know what's triggering. I'll just have a panic attack. I I just out of the blue, out of the blue. Um, You know, I can just get in depressive modes. Um, I get triggered with my PTSD where, you know, I'm seeing, you know, issues. And and these are recent diagnoses because I um, had a situation that I can't discuss due to laws where I got basically, you know, I can't, you know, yeah, I got hurt. I can't say it uh, just yet. Um, But eventually I'll tell you guys about it and how I worked through it and everything else eventually. But uh, laws and I don't want to get shut down and I don't want to get in trouble. So, and that's how um, all of that happened. But it's not easy to deal with, but I do my best and believe that as long as I keep trying that I could help my symptoms and I can do my best to stay balanced and sane and all this stuff. Right. But the funny thing is, is I also have a lot of third house placements. You see how that's correlating. I have a lot of third house placements um, I don't have a stellium, but I have like three planets in there. One of them particularly being Mercury, how you think. And if your Mercury, you know, is affected by anything, it you know, you can look to that sometimes for, you know, like mental health issues. But just kind of like an example. But I really want you guys to take this into heart because and also read the book Manifest Now. I just started it and already like I felt so much clarity when it comes to because there, it's way more detailed on how to manifest because I don't know about you guys, but I feel like um, sometimes people, especially influencers, bless their souls, like influencers can sometimes really they can really fuck shit up by the way they you know, I, I don't expect anyone to show terrible times or anything else, but my God be a little honest sometimes because you see these people who they're like, Oh, I'm manifesting this great, wonderful life. And like everything just magically falls without them really doing anything. And it's really confusing because then you start to think like, well, how come this isn't happening for me? I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And it's not happening for me. That's because they're not either showing you the full detail of the struggles and the different ways that they, that they came about it. Or they're not really telling you how, you know, they make it look like it's just this little magical thing, you know, like manifestation is in the Bible. It's just not called manifestation. It's just in different quotes. I've mentioned before, uh, it says, um, I believe, uh, faith, faith without work is dead. Meaning that 
you can believe and do all this stuff, but if you're not taking aligned action, honey, it ain't, it ain't going to happen. And that's what manifestation is basically the same thing. You can th- you have to think it, believe it and feel it, but you have to take aligned action to go forward to it unless for it to come to come to you. And so that's another one that's great to me about how to work your mental health and it helps you how to kind of change the way you think. So I highly recommend that you guys get that. I'm using on an audible because I'm in school, so I don't have time to sit down and read um, books because when I'm reading mainly, I'm reading textbooks. They were not fucking joking this, um, this quarter. So they got like, they got us reading hundreds of things. And so I have pre-practicum also this Friday. That's why, um, and all the way till Monday, um, Monday is the last day. So after that's why I want to put in this, this episode because I'm going to be like indisposed for a bit. Cause I have to pretty much be up there for eight hours talking and learning and all this stuff. Uh, it's a group zoom meeting with professors and all that stuff so yeah it's it's gonna be insane and basically it's gonna make or break me if I I have to pass this if I don't pass it I have to take it again if I don't you know and I don't want to have to take it again but if you cannot pass pre-practicum you are thrown out the program it means that you that counseling or any type of mental health you know therapy or anything is it's not meant for you and this is my heart this is my passion I refuse to basically let that happen to me. Plus, my goal is once you pass, you get invited to the Chi um, Loda, I believe it is, the Honors Club or Honors Society. That is my fucking goal. I'm declaring these words right now. I will be a Chi Loda. I will be in the Honor Society. Just watch me. And when I announce it, I will let you know I've been working my ass off just for this particular moment during my um, academic career. So... I am going to be in Chiloda. But anyway, I'm getting off track. But yeah, remember your mental attitude again. It, it, it's just what, you know, creates a happy life or a bad life, depending on how you think. Healers are now coming around to believe that most disease <clears throat> conditioning. What? Oh, most disease conditions have some mental problem as their root cause. Think of this as the mental health polarity. We often must look here for the root cause of health problems. Uh, Chief findings are for partners' ability to communicate. I don't know what the fuck I put, but it looks like chief. Chief findings are for partners' ability to uh, to communicate. So again, this is the how. This is the polarity of communication. If you don't have communication. You don't have shit. You, a relationship cannot survive off someone who does not know how to, excuse me, communicate. So really look at that house. Really allow yourself to work on your communication and how you think. Okay, so fourth and tenth house. This polarity concerns a person's feelings of security with themselves. Fourth house and the security or lack of it provided by others. Part of this security comes from individuals' foundation and ancestry, and part from their ultimate success and acceptance as an individual. Tenth house. Um, deals with influence of mother and father, because we know daddy, uh, mommy, cancer, 
Cancer rules the fourth house. And Daddy Capricorn. Capricorn rules the tenth house. Upon individuals, development and the ability to form partnerships and develop one's own identity. As doctors learn more about conditions leading to heart attacks, arthritis, cancer, and other diseases are related to the individual's ability to express um, express emotions and feelings and to the way individuals see themselves in society to which they <clears throat> which they are which they belong again see how it all still ties in how you think about yourself so basically what they're saying is they believe that a lot of issues and I've talked to you guys about this before you know cancer is about expressing oneself right? But Capricorn isn't, <laughs> right? Um, that polarity, the fourth and fifth house is, is not. And when the fourth house, you know, the sign that rules it feels threatened, what does it do? It hides its emotions to protect itself. What happens when you don't express yourself? I've told, I've said this millions of times, your physical body will suffer for it. If you are holding in your emotions and you are not expressing your fucking self, something in your body is going to be expressing it for you, which means disease in the body, stress, heart pain, you know, heart attacks, like they said, like things that cause growth because everything is just all out of fucking whack because you're not expressing these emotions. Am I saying you have to go and scream and yell and stuff at other people? No, but express it. You know, tell the person. If it's a person who caused this infliction on you, tell them how it, it affected you. If it's if someone got upset and it's something that you can't really say, because let's say you're at work or something, write, bring a journal with you. Write down how, how you feel, everything else, and what you can do about it from going forward. Talk to this person in a professional way as well. If you're at home scream, yell, punch, I don't know, the pillows, not nothing hard. I don't want you guys breaking your hands, but stuff like that. I know I've done that a couple times where I was like, I, where I've been so mad and I'm someone that like, when I get angry, especially if I've, I used to be one that really held in my emotions, I would explode and it comes out very violently. So I would be in my room. This is when I was like younger and punching the air, punching the pillows, screaming in my, you know, like pillows, you know, just really getting out that anger. Nowadays, usually if like I express myself a lot, really, so I haven't really had too much of a problem. But when I feel like I can't talk to somebody and it's something that I feel like I, you know, that I want to keep to myself, then I go work out. (laughs) Working out is like my groundation for me. Because then I'm moving my body, I'm getting all that anger out and I'm taking the anger out on either like the treadmill, the, you know, modified weights that I'm doing, all of that good stuff. So, um, gosh, I'm just itching my leg like crazy. But anyways, um, yeah, so find healthy ways to get out, get out your emotions, especially if you have to build them out. Find something that grounds you, you know, go in nature. Nature is another really amazing one. Nature is where I just cry my fucking eyes out. Because I'm just so grateful for the beauty and I, that's when I come, I feel the connection to God the most when I'm in nature. I just feel like, I just feel him like all around me and I just feel like I just have like a, this direct like channel 
and I just really talk to him and really let him know how I feel. I mean, I do that my own, I do that my own home, but I just feel like I just really feel like I always see like this beautiful white pure shield around me when I'm out in nature. And I just know it's just divine protection, divine love. I just feel all of that at the same time. So it makes me really emotional. And that's like my way of really resetting my mental health. Just really feeling that love and protection from source, from God. Just feels amazing. And seeing the beauty of the earth and, you know, being next to the water and all that stuff is really helpful for me. So find healthy ways to express that, you guys. Please, because again, when you don't express your feelings, you are, you're, you're going to start, you know, remember frustration and mentioned that's frustration in the first part of the nutrition health, that frustration is the beginning cause of disease. So don't allow yourself to get frustrated. Okay. Um, okay. So where was I? We again insight into how the individual functions in so in society and whether he views um i meant to put they but uh whether they view their uh their self as a success or failure keyword recognition so you notice that um you have to kind of this is you know the protection of the nurturing and motherly you know like compassionate emotional feminine and then you have the uh polarity of the masculine pretty much you know wanting to feel recognized and that is capricorn capricorn loves to be recognized um but they have a hard time like really you know like that 10th house has a hard time expressing that so and those are the signs that rule so that's why i guess i keep talking in signs so if i'm confusing people i'm sorry uh, okay, the next one is the 5th and 11th house. So, result of sexual... <clears throat> why why can't I um, write good? Oh, result of sexual union, 2nd and 8th house. And value in the industry... Uh, value in the individual places a one-to-one to one relationship, 1st and 7th house. Manifest this polarity. Concern... Uh, my God convenes, I think it says, or some with offspring and ability to love another. I'm so sorry. Concerns offsprings and ability to love another and accept love in return. Fifth house is a ceremony of courtship, creativity, creative abilities, and instincts. Eleventh house house represents non-sexual relationships with others. Friendships and social activity, also um, achievements of hopes and wishes stemming from creative potential. Saturn in this polarity creates blockages and free flow of energy until we learn responsibility must accompany achievement. Sorry about that. I got a phone call. I didn't realize I um, didn't have the do not disturb on. So, um, let me make sure I put that. Yeah. Because it, it knocked me out of what I was saying. Um, okay. So let's go ahead and jump back in. So Saturn in this polarity creates blockages and free flow of energy until we learn responsibility, just accompany 
must accompany achievement. So you notice how they pick on Saturn a lot because Saturn is a malefic planet. It, (laughs) I don't, I really don't want to like say it's just a horrible planet, but it just, like I said, it's a constricting planet, you know? So in the health, when it comes to health in astrology, Saturn is, it's like dun, 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 kind of pretty much. So just be careful. I'm not going to demonize it because it's not like that. So, but I'm just letting you know, it is looked at as like one of the main causes of disease in medical astrology. But uh, Saturn, this polarity creates blockages and free flow of energy until we learn responsibly must accompany achievement. Jupiter here often leads us to expect too much from our efforts and Neptune leads us to look for this ideal resulting in disappointment. This polarity is con- is consumed with basic need to belong. So, um, concerned, I'm sorry, concerned with. So I can, ex- I can speak from experience. I do have, um, I have Jupiter and Neptune, um, in the fifth house. So, uh, for me, this explains a lot for me because I do, I have, you know, I'm, I'm more mature now, but this definitely speaks to me like before I really matured out and really understood like how everything works. But when I would put forth something, I would, I would expect like this grand like result. And then when it didn't happen, I was like, what? And then for Neptune, um, what did it say? Like, um, yeah, you, you kind of look, uh, for like this big idea that results in disappointment. Oh, I'm sorry. I did, I did it backwards. So yeah, having Neptune here, you do, you have this, this ideal and you're hoping for like, you know, like exactly how your deal comes out and it doesn't. And so you end up disappointed. And then for Jupiter, uh, you expect too much from your efforts, um, which, is what I do. So like, I still kind of deal with that now. It's kind of like when I started my business <laughs> and I know, I, I, I don't know why I set myself up, but, but again, you know, like this whole Jupiter and Neptune and in that house, I was like, Oh, like I was hoping to have like this gigantic sellout, which really it actually started and I got lots of sales the first day, but I was hoping like a little bit of me wanted to, was hoping I would sell out like, because I thought once you put things on Etsy, it's, you, you don't have to do nothing else and people just start buying and that's it. And no, you have to put fucking work into it. You have to run it like a fucking business. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, but that's like, that's what happened. And now that I know, you know, and I am aware of that, I catch myself a lot when I, when I do things with that, like, Hey, remember things take time. You know what I mean? The world was not built in a day. So, all right. But if you have those placements, I'm sure you probably relate. So the next one is, and the last is the sixth and 12th house. So Individual contacts external world, which may best be seen from nutritional viewpoint. Sixth house individual puts food into the mouth, the point at which something external to the self is taken in and eventually integrated in the physical body. Twelfth house um, 
spoken as man's attempt to find their place, you know, integrating self and the universe and philosophical questions. Why am I here? Key word of polarity is integration. Humans ability to find their place in society and universe and universal uh, scheme of things is six and 12. Humans also have conflicting desires. They want, they want to find their place in society, but wants recognition to be different from everyone else. Six and 12 polarity are work, health, service. How well does, does an individual integrate self and work cooperatively with others? How well uh, does individual integrate foreign substances such as food into self? Service can be giving some portion of self to others, sixth house, and accepting service in return, twelfth house. Good health stems from the ability to integrate ourselves successfully into society and the universe, and at the same time to differentiate ourselves from everyone and everything else in the universe. The health of the body depends upon how well the various organs perform. Their different functions at at the same time work as a unit of the whole. So third and ninth house and the sixth and twelfth go together. So remember, third and ninth house, mental health. Sixth and um, twelfth, you know, general health, uh, digestion, all that stuff, integrating, go together. When we are able to accomplish these tasks, differentiate self from other members of society, third and ninth, Attempt to integrate ourselves into society, 6th and 12th. Minimum interference and frustration, our health is good. Interference and frustration in these efforts can result in the physical manifestations of problems. How well the physical body is able to function depends on how well we serve it, right? Meaning how well we are taking care of ourselves, how well we're eating, how well we're moving our body, how well we are, you know, like taking care of our mental health, all that stuff. We are serving our vessel. The way we serve our vessel is going to either show if we continue to have good health or we have shit health. And I'm sure you can understand how that's going with a lot of us Americans, right? Um, and upon how well the mind functions is able to function. Functioning is able to function. It is obvious that neither body nor mind can function without the other. They are interdependent, meaning there is no separate, there is no mind and body or mind or body. It's mind and body. How you think, again, Affects how well you serve your body, right? I can tell you from experience, you know, when I'm, when I, you know, before I got help from my depression and everything, I wasn't serving my body very well. And if you think about it, a lot of the health issues was around that time when all of this stuff happened. That's when I got the sickest in my life. I, the way I was thinking Cost me to not serve my vessel and look what happened to my vessel. 
So I cannot tell you guys enough. Do not separate the mind and the body. They go together. And the other big thing that research is finally also realizing is that your gut and brain are also together. What we feed ourselves, how our gut microbiome is, affects our brain. It affects the way everything is functioning. So we must return to a time and place of really taking care of our body, really serving our body with whole foods, hydration, exercise, prayer, meditation. All of it goes hand in hand, mind, body, and spirit. You cannot separate it. There is no mind or body or spirit. It's mind and body and spirit. Truly take this year Really allow yourself to take care of yourself. Truly. Because for the first time, you know, in a long time, I haven't had to go to the hospital, which has been a blessing. And yeah, you know, my my healing journey is not linear. And no one's is. <laughs> if, if it is, amazing. You must be one of the anomalies out here. But other than that, it's not linear. But... I'm feeling good because I'm coming from a place of love and compassion for my journey. It's no longer me bullying myself or anything. And I still got a lot of healing to do. I especially realized that yesterday I have a lot of heart healing to do. But allowing yourself to realize that and be open and start doing the work. That's the start. You don't have to look at Susie Q, the influencer, and think, oh, I want to do exactly what she's doing. Her journey is this. No, you can use inspiration, but your journey is yours. It's not going to look the same. I don't give a shit if you have blonde hair, blue eyes, and the same body type as Susie Q. You're not Susie Q. It's your own journey. And I... I want everyone to really realize that. Really have love and compassion for your journey. Because it's not easy. I know it's not for me. You know, I get impatient and I want results now, now, now. But am I doing quality work on those results? Consistency is, is so key, you guys. It's so key. And I'm I'm realizing that more than ever. And that's why me at being a nutrition coach, I'm making sure to testing use these theories before I can lead anybody because when I lead I'm gonna lead with so much so much things that I'm telling you it's gonna be a powerful and I'm gonna be in so in love with it when I become a therapist I can't wait to help people with their thinking and be able to you know like really understand and have empathy for these people because I know I was there at one point and I'm still not perfect. I'm, I'm like I said, healing is for the rest of your life. It's not something that, Oh, I'm healed. And I stopped doing what helped me get there. No, you have to continue to be consistent. It's a lifestyle. It's just not a place to get to. Right. So I love you guys so much. And I hope everyone is just taking care of their best, you know, get out there. Spring is coming. Aries season is right around the corner and I don't know about you guys, but 
Aries season will be full, full in, a, in full swing after pre-practicum, and that's when I'm starting my 75 hard. Um, the Pisces challenge is almost up. So let me tell you what today's is. Just You can follow me on at, uh, at the Charming Libra on IG. I've been more active up there uh, lately and really talking, uh, you know, trying to like, you know, I really want to connect with you guys and just really form this little community where we can just support each other. But um, let's see what today is. Um Today is read uh, 10 pages of a book. So have a wonderful, wonderful day, you guys. Take care. Love yourself deeply. Really look at taking care of yourself because this whole episode, it's the segue to how this podcast is most likely going to start turning into like more wellness and ways to heal ourselves using our chart, using our natal chart and and everything and I, I can't, I just can't wait. I can't wait to make little creative things for all of us to do and to see how it works and all that stuff. So, um, I love putting myself through a guinea pig and I just feel like allowing myself to move more into a spirituality way as well as, you know, of taking care of my, uh, myself and also keeping in, you know, spirituality and science, you know, it can work together in a healthy way. So, I love you guys dearly. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Bye.